Hey gang, you are live with the Nathan and Gabe show. Episode 10! 10. 10. Wow. Like 10th Planet. Like 10th Planet Jiu-Jitsu. Which and is the affiliation that we're part of. That's right. We got the got the official gear on today. Lots of 10-piece swag out of the gym here. Yeah. And you wear most of it, hey? Most of it, probably. Do you got yeah. one of these sweet snapback hats? No, not yet. I'm not, I, you know my thing is I'm more of a I'm more of a baseball hat type of guy. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes uh, with this one, I go in the front, but it does feel a little goofy, you know? And I've never been like an ear tuck into the hat guy, that Uriah Faber look. Yeah. Not really my thing. Uh, forwards. Although I can do it. I don't think I could have ever done it at any other point in my life yeah. before I had cauliflower ear. Yeah. Because my ears always stuck out. And so that would have never worked, trying to jam them into my hat. Looked, they would have flared out at the bottom. They, they just I like, imagine. I think they just come out. Like, look at my daughter's ears. They kind of stick straight up. That's how my ears used to be. Yeah, she's not missing a lot of sound coming No, out. it's, yeah, she's catching it all. And so now, <laughs> uh, mine are, your ears are so hard from cauliflower yeah, ear. Are... And they're like kind of straight to the side of my head. I think they're just locked in as yeah. close. Makes sense, right? Like, for sure. You get cauliflower ear from getting your ear bent and ripped off, over, not literally ripped off, but actually inside right. the cartilage separating yeah. as you're trying to pull your head out of headlocks and, and different locks and stuff. Yeah. And so it would make sense that over time, your ear snugs tighter and tighter and tighter to your head as a way to not stick out so it doesn't get bent. Okay, so it's like an it's like an evolutionary tactic you're saying. Yeah, by, yeah, by dude. This ear. is evolution in action. Is my ear is going? Oh shit! I'm under stress. I'm getting broken, broken, broken. I gotta reinforce myself and snug myself into the side of the head a little yeah. bit so I don't get you know caught on stuff. Do you think that chimps like under all the hair and stuff? Do you think they have cauliflower ear? Probably their ears are just more reinforced right from the start. Just more. Yeah, because if you dense. yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know. I've never looked at a chimp's ears, though. Well, I had a rash guard I was wearing yesterday, uh, and it had, like, a chimp that had cauliflower ear. Really? Like, I don't know if you noticed it, but he was, like, reading a bunch of books. Yeah, something I've seen that. I've seen that picture, the logo or whatever. Something that annoys me about that, though, about that rash guard, is that it has, like, a bunch of books, and it, it says, like, different martial arts on them. It says, like, Krav Maga, or, like, Greco-Roman wrestling, or yeah. whatever. It has all these things. But then there are two books on it that say, like, the Gracie way and Gracie jiu-jitsu lame but it doesn't ever say anything about 10th planet yeah. so the way that i justify wearing it is that there's a huge stack of books behind him <laughs> and that at the very bottom are the 10th planet books because those were the, those were the first books that he bought yeah yeah i i think you're a, you're a champ so you're just not as evolved. Yeah. So it makes sense. You have to start with some really basic shit. Yeah. And, right. yeah, and he hasn't okay. even been to the store. He hasn't even found a computer yet to order yeah. the 10th Planet Jitsu books from right. 10thplanetjj.com. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Eddie. He'll yeah. appreciate that. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, I've got a, some, some Eddie's books. Yeah. Yeah. I like it, man. Do you have any? I have the Mastering the Rubber Guard DVD. There you go. All right. But... The thing about this DVD is it's very, and I'll just say it, it's very, like, promotion-based kind of, too, because okay. Eddie's a musician. Yeah. So, in the midst of that, there's a lot of, like, kind of ads and links to, like, his, that are just on the screen no matter what. Okay. So, it's like, visit my MySpace, because they're pretty dated. Okay. But it's all relevant, and the moves still work. Everything's yeah. good. But it's like, you know, check out my band. Okay. 
at my MySpace. And there's something about that that was just like, man. But like, that's almost kind of funny because that, that just speaks to the times, you know? Yeah. Like when MySpace was hot, yeah. Eddie probably thought he was still going to be like a rock star. True. I don't know if he did. Yeah. But oh, he, no. At the time of like, so if MySpace was hot, when those were out, Eddie for sure was like on the rock star path yeah, as well. Yeah. yeah. So that makes sense. I mean, that's right. kind of cool. And then as you watch like the mastering the system, mm-hmm. the videos that are on the website, uh, the progression of everything from like the production quality yeah. to the video editing to the telling the story, you know, and then you can see the growth of the the moves of 10th Planet Jiu-Jitsu, mm-hmm. our style and the growth of the warm-ups and the and and the changing of the curriculum and and there's so much valuable stuff there and yeah. um it's really cool to be able to have access to that yeah. for, you know, $5 a month. That's... There's a, there's 180 episodes. I think it's 181, something like that. 89. It's it's almost 200 episodes. Yeah. And I've already employed a lot of the things that I've seen in those episodes into my game. I started episode one. You did? Yeah, because I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go and, and just see a little bit more about what the organization's about. Yeah. You know, I mean, because I know how we are here. I know how our, our vibe is here, but it's like, you know, let's just take it from the from the guy, right? Let's take it from Eddie. Mm-hmm. And it's wild to see, like, within the first... 10 episodes he had like the crazy long hair yeah and he kept having like brush it out of his eyes all the time yeah and uh i remember even him brushing brushing his hair out of the eyes i was like oh man like i wish you just put it up for whatever reason it's <laughs> i get i get zoned in on the weirdest little shit yeah. sometimes but then he finally got a haircut like episode nine or ten and you're like all right this is nice because no more like wasted movement yeah <laughs> you know okay yeah because I notice I have little ticks and things that I, that I'll do while I'm rolling. You like move your hair out of your eyes like Eddie Bravo, even though you don't have any <laughs> yeah, hair. <laughs> I, I go like this right down the middle. <laughs> that's, how, that's, that's how you get successful, man. You yeah, know, if I if I just started, what uh, I, it makes sense starting at the beginning to try to learn about the affiliation and kind of see that. But I would almost recommend, and I do recommend, and I I just did recently to somebody to start at the most recent one. Mm-hmm. and work your way backwards okay. because the most recent one shows the most recent moves and like the latest in the style. Right. So catch up. Cause that's hopefully the conversation that we're having in the gym today is that mm-hmm. relevant stuff right. and then work your way back and you can then see how the moves have been changed and why they're changed and they've gone this way. And, and either way, if you, if you look at it like a study tool, you're going to get something out of it yeah. either way. But there's a lot of uh, funny business in there too. Yeah, for sure. There's there's like a huge chunk at the beginning where like the Hanato Laranja. Hanach, yeah. Yeah, it's like I like you know it's like the motherfucking Hanato saga continues. Yeah, and it just does the, the does some crazy bit. And that guy is very committed to that character, though. He does it so good. It's, I mean, it, man. we talked about it before like doing the voiceover. Yeah, and. Uh, that's actually not his voice. Like he can turn he's that actor, on. Right? Yeah, he's an yeah. actor. Yeah, yeah. But if you talk to him and just like talk to him, he's just a normal guy. Regular you know. Guy. Yeah, just a cool yeah. guy. But yeah, he can turn on the Hanach real quick. Yeah. And uh, it's funny. Did you see the video where uh, he choked out Eddie? Mm-mm, not yet. You haven't seen that. No. It's pro- is it probably in the mastering system? It, it probably is in there somewhere. He choked uh, him out. Out. Like, yeah, out. like before they met, bro. Like. He came in the gym and like choked him out. Wow. Yeah. Dang, I'll have to dude. show you that video. Yeah, that's brutal. Yeah. 
it sent a shockwave through the jujitsu world. And he really he choked him out for real though. Like they they really rolled and they really choked. I'll him. show you, bro. Are you, I feel like you're punking me <laughs> as as like uh, higher up in the organization. You're punking me right now. Uh, okay, so disclaimer: he didn't actually choke okay, him good. out. Okay, good, nice. But they they played it off and they videoed it. Yeah. And like it was like a normal day in the gym, mm-hmm. and they they film it and they did this like funny joke, right? But nobody in the gym knew who Hanato was and so they came in and they were like fake arguing and then they start to go and like Eddie shoots on him and Hanato chokes him out and like just leaves him there like a dead body Eddie stays out for a minute and like apparently there are some like new students there there's like a husband and wife or something and they were there for the first time that night and they never came back they never they never caught on to the joke that they they just thought that this guy just got Man. in a fight and got choked out right in front of him. Yeah. That's brutal. Yeah. And that's so funny, though, because even back in the day, um, I, had, I had asked. I was like, man, that's crazy. Like, I can't believe that happened. And, mm-hmm. and uh, my old coach is like, yeah, that's no, I was just that was fake. I'm glad that you didn't yeah. let me believe that for too long. I was going to. I was going to and just keep it going. Um, but then I want to. You know, I want to keep it real. You saw the young innocence in my eyes, and you're like, I can't. I can't do it, too. I can't. I base my entire theory upon, like, my entire jiu-jitsu theory upon this one clip. Yeah, well, he's not really, like, a 27-time world champion. Yeah, right. right. Yeah, I know that. Okay. But he's, uh, he is a legit black belt. He's a legit black belt, yep. Knows his stuff. He's not a gi guy, though? I know that his I think he probably trains both. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think he, he does train both. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, a lot of 10th Planet Jiu-Jitsu hey, talk. But we kind of knew. Hey, wait. Let, we have 20 more seconds until we're 10 minutes in. That 10 minutes fitting, into the 10th podcast. Right? That's so fitting. 10th Planet Jiu-Jitsu. So we'll end this conversation in 10 seconds that about Jiu-Jitsu. Yeah. Just summarize. Uh, it's been one of the best things in my life. Same. How about yours? Yeah, absolutely. It's a game yeah. changer. It it's a way been. of life. And it's uh, it's a style of yeah. Jiu-Jitsu. And, and Jiu-Jitsu is a way of life. Mm-hmm. And there's so many things about martial arts and Jiu-Jitsu that help you level up. Yeah. And it's not just like the physicality of it, but it's the mental way of seeing and understanding fighting as an action and reaction. Mm-hmm. And if I do this, you do this. And that makes you a, be- a better decision maker in life because yeah. once you kind of get used to that jujitsu thinking, jujitsu is a game of setups. That was a, a quote from Eddie on the night that I got my black belt. And and he summarized it as jujitsu is a game of setups. And so for me, that kind of dawned on me like, wow, what a really good, simple way to describe something so deep as jujitsu, as just a game of setups. So that really stuck with me. Yeah. And if you understand that thinking, then you know that whatever I do to you is going to make you react somehow. Yeah. And your reaction is going to put you in another position. Mm-hmm. And if I know that you're going to be in that position, then I can have a, a trap waiting for you. Yeah. And so that's the game of setups. Well, in, in everyday life, if I just make a decision, you're always making decisions throughout your day, right? And if I can get used to being able to think through the repercussions of my decision past the just the next step so if i do if i make this decision then this happens no then this then this then this and be able to look down at my life and go okay if i make this decision this way Mm -hmm. how is it going to affect my greater life or what's going to happen two steps down from that decision right and that makes you a better decision maker in life yeah and that's going to help level you up in other ways oh i agree yeah it's it 
yeah, work ethic and everything, you know, just, just everything. I feel like I've said this a billion times. It's every, everything I feel like that's happening good in my adult life has been post jujitsu. Everything else. I just felt like I was kind of just coasting through powerful. You know, I just kind of like wake up and be like, ah, man, here goes another one. And I didn't really feel like I was like living with purpose. Yeah. And since I've done jujitsu and a lot of great things have happened in my life since then, I just feel like I, now I'm like, I'm waking up with like a, an overall more like appreciation for just life. Mm. And maybe that is also getting smashed on the mats for X amount of time until I finally am able to hold my own against bigger, stronger, more skilled people. Well, it'll humble you, right? Yeah. And being humble is always a good thing. Yeah. And then it, it makes you appreciate through that humbleness, it makes you appreciate like little things like, wow, I don't have somebody smashing me yeah, right, right now, you yeah. know? And like, and so then you combine that with being a better decision maker. And yeah, overall life kind of improves a little bit because you're making better decisions in your life. And also you're realizing things in your life that are actually important that maybe you thought were important before. Now you don't see them so much as as something with value, like mm-hmm. watching TV or something, you right. know? any of these things, because training and leveling up in jujitsu takes discipline. It takes a lot of time. Yeah. So then it gives you an appreciation for discipline and time, right? And then you start to look at things like sitting on the couch and watching TV and you go, shit, I just spent three hours watching TV. Right. I'm, I'm fatter than I was when I sat down on the couch. Mm-hmm. I'm dumber you know, and like I didn't level up in any way whatsoever. And right. when you have jujitsu to compare that to, you go, oh man, if I would have just spent three hours doing jujitsu instead of sitting on the couch, I'd be smarter. I'd be a better fighter. I'd be in better shape. Right. I'd be with a community of people having real conversations yeah. instead of just sitting here and being told what to think. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, so jujitsu in the community around training makes you reflect on everything else you're doing. And probably all that bullshit that you're wasting time with, it it just becomes more obvious. Yeah. It was nice last night, actually, in our bedroom, we have a TV at the foot of the bed. We never even watch. We hardly ever even turn the thing on. It was just like a place to really put it on top of a dresser. And we hardly watch it. And it was funny last night as I looked at it and in front of it, my GoPro was sitting there. Like, blocking the screen, right? Wait, your GoPro is on the bed no, above yeah. the TV? <laughs> yeah. Calm right. down, bro. Yeah. yeah. I was like, you know, who's watching who? But I, uh, I, my GoPro was setting, like, if I'm watching TV, I don't like anything to obscure the screen. I like a full picture, if that makes sense. Yeah. Duh, right? I mean, I, I don't like somebody standing okay in that. front of me watching TV either. Not, like, not standing right in front of you, but, like, if there's the smallest thing that's blocking the screen. Like, even one little you. corner, like a leaf of a, of right. a plant or yeah, something. right. Just disrupting that perfect rectangle. It drives me nuts. Gets you. It's just, okay. it, I, I don't like it, right? Okay. So, I looked at the TV at the foot of the bed, and my GoPro was sitting there, like, obstructing the screen. There was some uh, defense soap, like, for uh, obstructing the screen just sitting there on the dresser there was a uh like a circle water bottle obstructing the screen and i looked at this and i was like this is kind of nice all of these things that are that are like they're like directly correlated to like health and yeah. fitness and there's like a pair of yoga pants danny's yoga pants or whatever i was like sitting there everything's obstructing this thing that we could be wasting our time on but instead we're more focused on being hydrated on documenting our you know cool life or my jiu-jitsu life you know on 
you know, using defense soap to prevent ringworm and staph and all yeah. that awful stuff. Yoga pants because, you know, you're going to bike on the stationary bike at home or whatever. And it was just kind of nice to see that, that like where my life's taken me outside of just being like, you know, I wake up, I go to work, I come home, maybe I hang out with my friends, but we don't really do anything. I go and I watch fights with my friends, which is cool. Watching fights are cool. Sure. But it's so much more fun to be spending that time that I like, if I went to Bender's house, we'd watch fights or jujitsu or whatever. Like, oh man, that was a sick setup to whatever. We understood that there was a setup to it, but not how to get to that setup to get, like you said, jujitsu is a game of setups. We didn't understand any way of how the route got there. Like, yeah. how did he get there? But we were just like, sick arm bars, yeah. whatever, guillotine. We know the names of the submissions. We think we're, you know, on top of shit. Yeah. We know it back then. But taking that time, if I even just chunked out like the TV watching time and then throw that in the gym, the three, four hours, whatever the the vast improvement on my life has just been like i i really it's it's even hard to quantify really. yeah and then like to be able to go into depth into training to mm -hmm. fight to self defense like that to see uh the entire thing is a setup right mm -hmm. like that's all it is yeah. is i'm trying to set something up around your attack mm -hmm. and it's just a offense defense yeah. and even at a simple more simple level it's just opening and closing space between two people mm -hmm. and whether it's my fist closing the space yeah. or your hand blocking and opening the space like at the end of the day our bodies coming together and pushing apart is what fighting is all about yeah and if you start there like that understanding is so deep and like wow okay you start there mm -hmm. and that's more than that's that's thinking about fighting in a way that most people have never really thought about right. it and so when you start at that fundamental kind of concept and then work from, okay, my leg is longer than my arm. So I could reach you with my leg before my arm. Right. So kicks are going to be more valuable than punches in terms of being able to do it from a distance. For sure. Right. Yeah. And then knees are just a little bit shorter than your arms. Mm -hmm. So that means I would punch you in terms of distance before I would throw a knee. Right. And then you got your elbows, you know, and then you got your shoulders and your head comes yeah. last and and then on the way out creating space same mm. thing if i'm trying Rewinding to the entire process yeah if i'm trying yeah. to push away from you and if i'm trying to create space mm -hmm. then the closest distance i'm gonna have to start with if you're like bear hugging me is gonna be pushing off you with my shoulder mm -hmm. and then i get my elbow in and then i make enough room for my knee and then my arm and then my hand yeah and now i've got you at legs distance which is really the maximum distance I can create of space between right. us. And then that transition from offense to defense, from creating space, blocking to closing the space, punching or kicking. I mean, that's a whole nother deep concept. Yeah. Right. So yeah. now like that's another layer of fighting on top right. of it. And it just goes on and on and on. Mm -hmm. And I've been doing it now since seriously, since like 2006 and uh, so what's that, 15 years? Yeah, that's a while. Dude, and it's so deep that uh, I'm just, I can take a half of my brain power and just kind of have jujitsu running nonstop in the back. And yeah. you've seen me do it in class. Mm -hmm. I'll be like, wait a minute, stop. And I'll see something in my head yeah. or I'll see like a body position. And then I'll go, wait, what if I did this, this right here? Mm -hmm. And then now, wow, like. It just dawned on me, like, there's a whole new way of putting your the puzzle pieces of your body yeah. together. And that leads to a whole new path, 
which leads to a whole new like world. Yeah. And um, and that's why I love our our R and D Saturdays. Yeah, like, right. We kind of do that. We just explore putting the body together and seeing right. how we could hurt each other from there. I feel like I'll, what's what's nice about it too is it's also like like work ethic and talking right back about that is like you have to kind of get through the grind part where you're the nail, right? And then you have to you have to start with like you're like the lowest of the low. Like you come in, you get your ass beat every day. You go home, even laying down hurts. Yeah. You're just getting pressured and smashed all the time. And then you get gradually better and better to where it's like, okay, fundamentally I'm pretty sound now. And then it's fun on like R and D Saturdays where it's like now my brain's working in like what if. Yeah. And that's so it's so cool that like that's what I tell everybody that ever messages me ever about just anybody that's like you know, how about this move? How about this move? Whatever. And I'm like, you have to drill it. Just keep showing up. Yeah. So I tell everybody, if you, you just have to keep showing up. Well, you have to learn really fundamental concepts before you can start like experimenting. Because right. when you experiment, you have to understand like why it would work and why right. it wouldn't work. Right? right. Otherwise, what are you doing? You're just pulling on stuff. Right. So to be able to have the basis of Okay, this is how the shoulder mechanism works. Mm -hmm. This is what a lever is. Yeah. You know, this is how weight is distributed. When I put my body on you here and I pull here, what happens to your weight? Where does yeah. it shift? And so then after you do enough uh, rolling, enough practicing on other people, that stuff starts to click. Mm -hmm. And then once you have those basic understanding down, then you can go and say, okay, well, I know that this is what a lever is. Mm -hmm. So could I try to manipulate that lever from me having your body held in this position? And yes or no. Right. And if it's yes, great. Then I just might have figured out a new way to yeah. attack you. No? Okay. Well, then what do I got to do to your body to find to get a control position enough to where I can submit you that way? Mm -hmm. Or I can hold you there? Or I can move from one part of your body to the next? Yeah, I, lo I love that it's truly endless in that way, too. So much, yeah. dude. Yeah. Because like you said, even moving from body part to body part, like you could throw out an attack that just gets a reaction. It's not even meant to submit the person. Yeah. It's just meant to be uncomfortable enough to know that this person's going to straighten their arm. Yeah. And then you go from there. And now then do that with three moves ahead. Yeah. Where I do this, I know you're going to do that. Yeah. So then you do that. But then I know you did that. So then I'm going to do this. And then right. you do that. And then really three layers deep because you don't even really know that I'm playing action reaction with yeah. you. You just think you're just trying to keep up with me, but really I've done three moves that I knew what you were going to do. Yeah. And now you're really in a position where I'm going to snap that attack on that fourth move yeah. and shit, dude, you didn't even know you were playing into my trap this whole time. Yeah, it's so much like chess, you know, you hear human chess all the time, but it yeah. really is so much like chess. Yeah. And it, that's what makes it so fun because you can really kind of get tricky with your setups. Meaning mm -hmm. if I just, you know, if I push on your ear, like, or if I push on your jaw yeah. or if I bend your arm or pull you or yeah. anything I do to you, it's going to make you react. Not yeah. even in a way that you consciously know. Like yeah. if I just, just gently pull down on your head, you're naturally going to go against yeah. that because you don't want me to pull you down to the ground. So playing with that mm -hmm. reaction I mean, that becomes a game. It's yeah. really a game of you know murder. What, you know what I hate? I hate whenever I know that you're I know that you're trying to get that reaction and I have no choice but to give it to you. Like yesterday, for example, you were on top of me 
in a mount position and you were just hugging my head like my chest my my arm was across draped across like my eyes right about right on the bridge of my nose and you were just smashing my arm into my face knowing that i was going to have to get that arm out of there because it hurt my face yeah i was trying to suffocate you with your own yeah. arm combined with my sweaty rash guard and yeah. my belly i just tried to mush all of those things across your nose and mouth only because i wanted you to go I got to breathe. I got to yeah. breathe. And if you push me out of the way yeah. so you can breathe, I'm going to armbar you. And what happened? So the choice is yours. You can either put your arm in an armbar position or yeah. you can sit there and suck on my sweaty rash guard yeah. and try to breathe through your arm. Yeah. I and, and so what happened with that, though, what's the frustrating part is that I, I know what you're trying to do. I have no choice but to do it. But you're not giving it to me easy, so I have to. I have to actively fight, drag my arm across my face <laughs> to get it out under tremendous pressure and pain, and try to drag it across. Like my eyebrows are sore today, yeah, because I was just dragging it out and out and out and out until finally you grab an arm bar, and I'm like, in my head, I'm like, there's just no way I'm gonna stop this. <laughs> like it sucks that over however many seconds, 15 seconds of hell that it, that I went through. It's fun to know that you're setting it up. It, it's weird that it's fun. It is weird that it's fun. But it's... Uh, because we're talking about practicing suffocating each yeah, other like, with our own body parts. Like, like if like, I didn't know you... But that's what's cool about jiu-jitsu is like the community. If somebody comes and you don't know them, then they do that to you. You're like, man, I'm glad I got to roll with that guy. Right? Because it's like, man, that guy got on top of me, smashed me. I know how that guy feels now. Cool. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. It's he just checkmated me, which then right. made me realize, well, shit, I got some work to do. Right, I have to get better. Because if somebody puts me in that position, what do I do? Mm-hmm. So now you can go back with your friends and go, okay, put me in this spot. Yeah. Because you know where you were at. You know what it felt like. Yeah. You go with your friends and say, put me in this spot. And now under the, that's what training is, man, in a good gym is now you've got the teammates to go and if you if you're in a competition you get your ass handed to you or even if you don't you almost get something but you just barely lose yeah then you can go back to the to the gym with your teammates Mm -hmm. rewind that situation and re-attack it from different angles until you get it figured out and once you figured it out congratulations bro now you have more weapons in your jujitsu arsenal Mm -hmm. than you had before that before that loss. Yeah. And that's why losses are wins if mm-hmm. you learn from them. Right. You know, and that's the trick because a loss is really an opportunity for you to get better. That's and the people, of the sport. Yeah, bro. And that's yeah. life, you know, but people tend to, and, and I've been guilty of it, take a loss and let it just deplete your motivation mm-hmm. to continue to, to go forward with that. Yeah. And, and you know what? I think that's okay in some things. If if you if you take a loss, and I'll just use myself as an example, my real life example that I'm actually talking about is is MMA fighting. Mm-hmm. Like I lost my tenth fight, um, but by then I knew that my passion wasn't in that that fighting anymore. And it sucks to go out on an L, of yeah. course. And uh, you know, like that always kind of haunts you a little bit. For sure. And of course, I would love to go back and like. Let's do run it back one more time. Comeback fight, man. You know, yeah. I mean, I'm not gonna be that guy. Yeah, Um, wild. Yeah, but and I I don't even want to. I don't have any aspirations to be a fighter anymore. I've been there. I've done that. Yeah, I know what it's like. And all those boxes are checked. Mission accomplished. That part of my life, I'm good with putting that behind me. Yeah. But taking that loss and saying, okay, 
this isn't this is going to be the end of this chapter but then using it to open the door into the next chapter yeah. not using it to to shut yourself mm -hmm. down completely and like let it win don't let that loss win yeah. by beating you and stopping you from continuing to pursue that that thing mm -hmm. right unless your heart's not really in it in right. which case great use it as a bookend and say that's been there, done that. Right. I'm going to find my next thing. Mm -hmm. And I think that's okay, too. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think a lot of times, though, people get caught up in, like, that shoulda, coulda, woulda. Yeah. I deal a, a lot of that with fellas that maybe aren't necessarily doing super hot from, like, high school. Right? And they hit me up every now and again. And you hear, like, man, I just really wish I would have got that chance or whatever. And it's like, dude, that was, you know, 10 years ago, man. Like, yeah. you just gotta, gotta go. You gotta move on, you know? Yeah. Find, find your passion or find whatever it is that's gonna get you out of bed in the morning and be happy. Yeah. And, and follow that. But it's tough, right? Because you yeah. were in that, in that rut yeah. too. Yeah. I mean, but for, for me, like, I was very good at baseball. Yeah. And, uh, I, I don't know. I, I got in trouble a lot as a kid, you know? And I got kind of, I, I knocked myself down a lot. To where maybe I would have got some attention. Maybe I would have got played in a small college or something. Got an education out of it, you know. But uh, ultimately, it just wasn't wasn't there for me. I yeah. was just, maybe I wasn't that passionate about it. Because I know how passionate I was about baseball as a kid. Yeah. Right? I loved it as a kid. But now, as an adult, I feel like like that passion for baseball, it means like nothing compared to how passionate I am about jiu-jitsu. Interesting. And I think the, the deal with that, too, is like, I'm driving myself here right? Nobody made me come in here besides me. That's what's nice about it. Like yeah. baseball, my dad loved baseball. So he's like, Hey, let's get you into baseball. And it's cool. Like ultimately it was, it was a good thing. True. You know? Like it was, it was nice. We bonded over it. Team sport. You know. Yeah. You know, you kind of, we, our team sucked. So maybe that's why when I have lost jujitsu matches and competition, I'm just like, ah, how can I learn? Great. So you, you know? got losing on your belt a, as a kid. A lot of losing. Which makes losing as an adult a little bit easier. Right. It's easier you're to what? stomach. To not be able to swallow a loss mm -hmm. as an adult. Yeah. Bro, you screwed up, that's, man. Dude, actually, we're, I, we're making, right now we're making a crazy mental like chain. It's the coffee too. But baseball is about failure. Because baseball, to be the best baseball player in the world, right, you would hit, well, not the best baseball player in the world, but if you were a great, you hit 300. Okay. Right? So 300 means you come up to the plate 10 times and you fail 7 out of 10 times. Mm, yeah. Because hitting 300 is you're, you're going 3 for 10. Yeah. Right? So in baseball, I'd hit crazy, like so good. Like in Babe Ruth League, I hit 667. That means I was getting a hit two Six out of every three times okay, yeah. on the plate. Nice. That's bananas. Yeah. Right? I was just a monster. I hit three on my team. Just every every time I came up to the plate, runs were getting batted in. Got it. I was so... I was the <laughs> man. No. But, uh, yeah, anyhow. Um, just loved it. And that was when baseball was really, really fun. You know, it was just, it was just the best. And then I, I was getting in trouble and whatnot. But it set me up for, like, I need to learn how to accept failure. Because even though, let's say that I had a killer game and I went three for five, right? So I got three hits out of five plate appearances, but I struck out once. I was always, always going nuts about that one time that I struck out. Or if I made an error, like a fielding error, the ball like skipped off my glove and went in the outfield. Yeah. That would, that would drive me nuts. And it would like, it would like seethe inside of me. Sometimes I still, to this day, 
You wake up about. and you're like, no, I no, struck no, out no, when no. I was 12. Not like that. But uh, striking out was different, but like fielding errors because I was such a good fielder. Like I in just really good uh, at fielding the baseball, I guess. I don't know. Got it. You're um, the best baseball player ever. Yeah, so people called me Gabe Ruth. <laughs> of course <laughs> they did. Really. They did, but it was uh, mostly because uh, I told them to. But um, <laughs> so the ball, like it would skip off my glove sometimes. I think about like, man, we could have turned a cool double play there or whatever it was. You know, but I, I just, I hated losing like crazy. And so you think that then that made you a better loser as an adult is yeah. those losses early mm-hmm. on. But also really, really overreacting to those losses. Made them seem not so big of a deal as an adult? Well, because I was the guy that would like, like I needed to learn how to chill. Yeah. Right. So like I was the guy that like, if I, if I got out, if the bats were wood, I would have hurt the shit out of my knee trying to break it. Okay. Right. I was just, I was just always would like freak out like yeah. way too much temper you know like i'd punch stuff and throw my helmet and just not good you know so really it doesn't really good. sound like it helped you learn from those losses as much though other than it learned you how to take the loss right how to take the loss because... so then as an adult you don't have to spend as much energy being frustrated mm-hmm. and fired up right now you could take that energy going oh shoot i lost right what can i do to, to not let that happen before. again because yeah. i know how it feels when there's stupid runners on base and you watch a, a called third strike go past you because you thought it was a ball. So the yeah, hundred percent. As a as a little kid playing sports, mm-hmm. learning how to lose yeah. is going to make you better at losing as an adult. Yeah. Just like when we do our warm ups rolling, right? Mm-hmm. Gramby rolls and all these inverted, all this yeah. difficult stuff that's uncomfortable. Yeah, we do that. So when it comes time to do jujitsu. You get co- you're comfortable in those positions, right? And that's why kids' sports early on are important because they'll get those losses under their belt. So as they grow up, they'll be able to take those losses and not spend time freaking out. Right? They can just get over it and get better from it. Yeah, that's huge, man. It took me a long time though to get okay with that. It took me up until I was out of high school. Yeah, because I just I could not stand it. Like my last game ever, I didn't even finish because I was just so angry. I just I quit. Well, that's, that's what sucked. Yeah, you know I I think that I like I was very much like a quitter before uh, before I started t- training here doing jujitsu. Yeah, and I think it was also because this is this is all up to me. Yeah, you know. Yeah, there's nobody that's making you do it. Right, there's nobody that says you should go. But you now go. your parents let you quit. I mean, I don't know if they necessarily let me. I was just such a handful. They were yeah. probably just like, fuck it. You know, he's Not gonna... always causing trouble all the time. Okay. So if he's just, let's just let him quit baseball because he's not out, well, you know, breaking windows. Yeah, I, I think because that, that's, as a coach, that's something that I see that's, that's uh, maybe a little bit frustrating for me. But I also think it's just something that's, that's sort of a problem uh, is kids now being allowed to quit something mm-hmm. after not even really giving it a chance. Right. You know, like you don't know, I, I've had kids come in and they'll do one jujitsu class, you know, little kids or whatever. Yeah. And then their mom's like, oh, I don't think it's for Jimmy. And I'm like, right. I'm like, Jimmy has no clue what he wants. He's seven. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's up to you. Right. You're, to you're see teaching him to quit. You're, yeah. you're allowing him to quit. And it's, right. and I understand like you want your kids to be comfortable mm-hmm. and, and all that stuff, but yeah. um, we weren't allowed to quit as kids. And right. it was, if you start it, you finish it. Yeah. And uh, you don't have to do it again, but mm-hmm. at least you're going you're gonna to follow it through. Right. You're going to do it to the end of your commitment. Yeah. And, um, I mean, I'm not saying don't, you know, there's, 
there's time and a place for quitting things. Mm-hmm. And obviously, if your health or your safety or if it's just not the right situation, mm-hmm. then by all means, save everybody a headache and don't be part of that thing, right? right? But too much I'm seeing, I think, across the board, not just in my gym, just overall in society, mm-hmm. we're seeing kids being celebrated for participation. Yeah. And we're we're seeing uh, parents allow the kids to quit things, and that allows them to think that fifteenth place equals first place, right? And it allows them to think that they don't have to follow through with shit, right? And then you look at that, advance that ten, fifteen years, mm-hmm. you got crappy work ethic, lack of dedication, yeah, and uh, and just uh, accustomed to. Giving up. And it discredits the person that plays first. 100%. Because the person that plays first, if it is eighth grade long jump or whatever in track, and they worked their ass off because they wanted to win a gold medal. Yeah. They're like, well, why does that Why does that kid's medal that plays 15th look just like my medal? Mine's yeah. a slightly different color. That's yeah. bullshit. What if, what if that guy's six foot three and his legs are as long as I am tall and he can jump three times farther? Mm-hmm. How about that? Guess what? The hand that I've been dealt yeah. is 115-pound skinny white kid. Yeah. Right? That dude's from wherever and yeah. he looks and he looks like a man already. Sudanese it's freshman year, right? Yeah. And so he can should he be penalized for that? No. No. Yeah. Should I should I then be giving more yeah. to make up for that? Mm-hmm. I no, yeah. I don't think so. Those are the hands that he was dealt. Right. That's the body he gets to yeah. play with. This is the body that I get to play with. We both have to follow the same rules of the game. Mm-hmm. The results are different. Guess what? That's freaking life, right. bro. That's life. Yeah. And so to pretend like you're you're six foot three, but you should only be allowed to jump eight feet because I'm fucking five foot one right. and I can only jump seven feet. So right. for you to jump fifteen feet, that's offensive. I'm I'm triggered by that. Sure. Yeah, that's that's unbelievable, and it's a sign of the times, and it's a, it's. I think it's part of the reason why, man, things are getting pretty wacky. Yeah, we do not all have the same starting point, whether that's gifted athletically or that's financially or wherever you were born, right? Yeah, it's it, yeah. We don't all have the same starting point, but we all can get a participation medal. Yeah, and it's that's wild. and I don't know if that's the the answer. Yeah, well, I think that's. That's not the answer, but that's what makes the people that are left behind, right? Because if you're 5'1 and the other kid is 6'3", and you say, well, you know, at least I got my my medal, yeah. my trophy. Well, I finished too. Yeah, bro, you finished I, 15th yeah, place. and I think that people should just be able to accept that failure and move on. Well, in business, nobody gives a shit about your 15th place trophy, bro. Yeah. How about you didn't make money this month? Right. Right? How about uh, find a new job, find a new... Find a new something. Right. That's what that's what happens to fifteenth place as an adult. You got to prepare them for real life. Yeah, yeah. man. So right. if you're not doing your best and if you're not working the hardest to be number one mm-hmm. early on and, and understanding that hard work equals success. Right. And dude, you're living that now as an adult. Yeah. Right? But then if kids are taught that no, mediocrity equals success mm-hmm. equally because Everything's got to be equal, even when it's not, bro. That's we're shooting ourselves in the foot. Right. It's a terrible thing, and it's, yeah. it's as a parent, as a coach, as an athlete, as a competitor. 
I'm bewildered by the state of affairs today, and it yeah. it, it kind of grosses me out, dude. And it makes me really weary of like the success of the future of my kids' generation because. You know, I'm going to teach my kids to work hard. I'm going to teach my kids that first place and 15th place are not the same. Right. And, uh, you know, I want to teach them family values and all these things that I think are the right way. And I'm seeing more and more that that is like there's a big mainstream push to hard work equals success not being the case. Mm -hmm. And it is the case. And if you go over to... China or wherever we're at in the world outside of this little happy little utopia bubble of pretend world that we live in, dude, we're going to be in for a rude awakening come 2040 and China goes, nah, bitch, we're number one. Because we've been pitting our youth against each other for fucking decades now. We have. To get the best. Yeah. (laughs) The best product that we can possibly get. Well, competition is a good thing. Yeah. It's a good thing in athletes. Mm-hmm. It it makes you be better. Yeah. You know, has the comp. So in your experience, you got a rough loss. Yeah. Right. And then what did that do? That motivated you. Yeah. To be better. Right. And then next time around, what happens? You're better. Yeah. Yeah. And so between the loss, mm-hmm. the initial L. Yeah. And then the next W. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of freaking hard work in between there. So it was like every single time that I felt myself getting tired, I would just like flash back to like how how like embarrassed I felt. That's what I think is like the big draw. Like losing quick is embarrassing. And I fucking hate being embarrassed. That might be the worst feeling. Yeah. So I just thought about that, like how bad I felt. But not so bad that like I did as soon as that was over, it was like you saw people take time off after they lose. It's like, are you out of your mind? That's what I'm saying. You could take yeah. that. You could take that loss. Like, I want to be push in immediately. Like, yeah, immediately. Yeah. Like I don't care if my body's sore. I don't care if I'm hurt. I don't care. If and it's because you've learned happened. from losses. Yeah. To allow that, I'm not going to let the loss stop me. Mm-hmm. I'm going to learn from that loss and right. motivate it. Let it motivate yeah. me to level up. Even if I had got my arm broken, I would have still been in just observing class, just being in the environment. Yeah, glad you a lot. Broken. Yeah, same. Absolutely. But because it, it means a lot to just show up, and that's what I keep telling everybody. I keep telling all of the newbies, please just keep showing up. Yep. Because it's the most important thing. The most important thing is when you take off your sandals, you wash your feet in the defense soap foot cleaner, right? <laughs> I, you know, it, it, and that's everything in life, man. I mean, if I wanted to be better at electricity, yeah, and I said, okay, I'm gonna spend one hour every freaking day for the next year, yeah. uh, the first hour of my yeah. day studying electricity. Mm-hmm. And if I just, and it doesn't matter if, if three weeks in and I'm mm-hmm. like, man, I don't get this stuff. It just kind of sucks. It's yeah. boring, whatever. Yeah. Dude, you stick with it. Come six months in, you're going to know a thousand percent more than you knew right. in that first just month. Just from showing up. Just, just from, from showing just from up from and going, yeah, doing it. just doing it, man. People say that you have an electric personality though. Hey. hey. All right, everybody. Electric blue eyes. Maybe you kidding me? Oh boy. Nice with that beard going on too. Stop. Uh, JP told told me he goes, yeah, you you compliment everybody a lot, and he goes, I think that that throws people off because they think that you're that you want something from them. Yeah. He goes, well, I think you're just a genuinely nice guy. That's that's a sweet thing to have said about you. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I'll, JP's a sweetheart, man. I just saw he posted a video where he's got a sweet Tesla hat on. Yeah. And, and I said, hey, bro, where can I, can where we can get a stockholder get one of those? Yeah, please. Yeah. 
Dude, that'd be sweet. Yeah, I wouldn't mind having a Tesla hat. Yeah, I'd wear a Tesla hat. Although, man, some people are mad at Elon right now. Yeah. Because he seems to, every time he tweets something, uh, there's something happens in the either stock market Dude. or specifically cryptocurrency. God, dog. I mean, like, I, I have Ethereum right now, like some of it. Yeah. And I mean, I, I had like, not a lot, I had like $50 in Ethereum like a while back and not like $20 in Ethereum. I'm yeah. like, hey, bro. Ouch. Yeah, that's rough. Dude, I've lost uh, so much. Yeah. Still have more than what I invested, okay. but uh it's it sucks to see my portfolio and it shows the little up and down of where it's at and uh crypto ouch yeah yeah luckily though at least before the bitcoin dropped i i pulled out of that and i started messing around a little bit but yeah for sure took a big hit a lot of people are saying then buy the dip because bitcoin's the staple of cryptocurrency about that too Thirty-two thousand dollars for a Bitcoin as of I think this morning. Really, I think it might even be less now. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So I mean, it was sixty-two, sixty-three thousand dollars like yeah. two months ago. Yeah. Can you imagine owning one back then? Can you imagine like, owning there, one yeah. and now you have half that? Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's that's like a nice truck, bro. Yeah, that's a that's a nice used. That's new for me truck. You I mean, thirty I mean? grand. You can get yeah. a good, nice truck, a yeah. new truck for thirty grand, can't you? That has less than probably. I mean, not brand new. Really? I think you'd. I you think can't get like have... a little Tacoma, Toyota Tacoma, Those something are expensive, dude. Toyota... More than thirty thousand dollars. Yeah, a brand new Tacoma costs like forty-five. Yikes! Yeah, and and they're not even that cool. They are pretty cool. I like them. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, can't I just go hard on Toyota yeah. right now. No, they're they're pretty cool, right? But uh, Danny was talking to me about this, and she was like. They're too sporty, and now I can't see them differently. They are sporty, She's and like, that's what I like, sporty. though. I think if I need to get up over a hill or something, yeah. you know, if I need to pull this truck off-road, that's the thing, man. Everybody's got these big jacked-up trucks, and they don't even take them off dirt roads, yeah. you know? Like, I am I go in the woods, man. That's right. I'm going to take my Tacoma, and I'm going to hit some jumps like Dukes of Hazard. Yeah. Probably not, the, especially if it's a new one. Them Hazard boys. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely wouldn't do that. I have, You know, I know what I'm doing with my Chevy Sonic. You know what I mean? The little hatchback. I yeah. just cruise around town. I almost got obliterated by a Toyota Tundra. Did you? The day. Tundras yeah. are nice too. They're nice, but this dude came backing out of his driveway, like into the street, full blast, like full speed. And I'm going like 30 miles an hour, and uh, I like had to swerve into the other lane, or else he would have hit me. Like I had nothing else I could have done. I slammed my brakes, I would have hit him. Everything else swerved in the other lane. So I rolled down my window. I pointed back at him with my finger, and I gave him a thumbs up. Like you are the man, you know. Like good you job, are, bro. you are a really good driver, man. Like that's crazy how good you are driving. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so I was ready to go down to like the stoplight in town, and it was red. And I was like, oh boy, he's still behind me. So I can give him another gesture. Nothing crazy. Like I don't, I don't want to be the guy that flips people off and starts a fight. Yeah. I was eating a banana during. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I just I didn't care that bad. I mean, if my car would have got obliterated, I because. The way that he came out at a stop, my little car versus his big truck, Smashed. I would have got fucked yeah, up. Yeah, sure. Right? Wouldn't it have just been my car? I would have been, like, damaged badly. Yeah. I'd be like, Nathan, I'm missing practice. And you'd be like, quitter. I'd be like, what? <laughs> but, uh, <clears throat> so he, the stoplight goes, we end up not stopping at each other, but then there's the Dairy Queen intersection near Toledo where I live. Yeah. And he comes up behind me. And I look, I roll down my window just to make eye contact with him. And just my let him know, I'm, yeah, still, like, I'm still watching you. I remember bro. what happened two minutes ago, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, as I'm eating my banana. And uh, he kind of just gives me like a like a hand up, like, ooh, sorry. Yeah. 
And all I did was I gave him a thumbs up, and I was like, gave him like a a real a genuine like, thumbs up like instead all, of a yeah. instead of a you're an idiot yeah. thumbs up. Like you're all right, man. You know what you did. That's all I needed. Yeah, 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 dude. Isn't that cool? Sometimes yeah. you can go from fired up, yeah, and just a simple, uh, dude. I I screwed up. You know, yeah. a little hand in the air from him, and all of a sudden that heat is dissipated, and now yeah. it's like, dude. I, I would be friends with you. I think once he hit my vehicle, I just got done eating a kiwi with the fuzz on because mm, I'm a man, right? Because that's the best <laughs> I way eat to the eat fuzz it. of my kiwis too. Yeah, come on, dude. Yeah. I eat the hard part in the fuzz. I cut the shit out of the roof of my mouth though on one of those bad. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, what can you do? It's the risk that we take, eat it, enjoying the fruit how it was supposed to be, right? I agree. So, anyhow. Also, hold on real quick. That yeah. fuzz of that kiwi yes. scraping your intestines as yeah. it goes through your body oh, i mean dude. that's like a purifier yeah so i got something to tell you about purifying scraping the intestines oh boy but anyhow so i <laughs> i uh at, like after he almost hit me i was already peeling a banana like like not even 30 seconds afterwards yes. so i was pretty calm it didn't trigger you not at all yeah. right so but the genuine interaction of him being like look i messed up i appreciate that of this person because it was like, all right, we can both go on at the day. And I bet you that him getting into that thing, feeling that kind of energy, feeling like, oh, shit, like something bad may happen. And then me giving it to him being like, you're all right. I bet you that made him have a better day or at least a better morning. Yeah. I mean, right? it definitely stifled any sort of weird tension. Yeah. Cause it, well, because he went through some adversity. Right? Well, and he probably also, he zipped out of that driveway backwards. He probably looked real quick, didn't mm-hmm. see you. Yeah. Committed to that back yeah, out and realized that. real sh- fast, yeah. oh, shit, I almost smoked that guy. Yeah. And then now, uh-oh, is he mad at me? Like, yeah. I, he knew he screwed up. Yeah. He knew that you probably had a right to be mad at him. For sure. So then for you to throw a thumbs up, like, took all of that weird tension away. Mm-hmm. And then... The first he, one, though, was a thumbs up. But what I really meant was, like... You're I, an idiot, bro. Like, I'm going to throw you on your head. Yeah. Like... like yeah. So yeah. maybe a little bit of, but was, that's the tension. A so a little bit of tension. Yeah. yeah passive aggressive yeah. thumbs up, but then not enough of a, of a thing to make him go on the complete defensive. Yeah. So he, he went, okay, thumbs up. There wasn't a middle finger. Right. So he goes, okay, I screwed up. Mm-hmm. He thumbs me up. And then when I saw him, I'm going to give my, my hand yeah. up in the air, let him know. Hey, that was my bad, yep. dude. And then now everything's cool. And I gave him a thumbs up with like a, a like genuine a, a face, like a Robert De Niro face. Like, oh, like, you did nice. Like you're all right. You're all right, bro. You're all right with me. No tension here. Yep. We can go about our day. Yep. You know, hap- happily ever after. Yep. And yeah. We, and it was a it was a good start to the morning. I felt that I had a better boost of energy after that. Well, and then that you, you were the bigger man, right? Because yeah. you were justified in being pissed and yeah. being frustrated. For sure. You almost died. Yeah. Right. So holy cow! Isn't that if, wild? If I, I almost died. If I almost died, right? Yeah. Like that's that's the most extreme. Like, yeah. dude, that guy almost killed me. That's mm-hmm. what I go right to if I'm carrying a lot of anxious energy yeah. and go, oh shit. I almost just died. Yeah, maybe I'm overcompensating a little bit. Maybe I'm dramatizing a little bit because yeah. I have, I already have some tension and some anxiety yeah. built up. So I'm already starting at like forty percent anxiety because yeah. that's my life. I don't do jujitsu because of, <laughs> of the world. Yeah, right. And then, or if you don't, if you don't have a way, you have a way to to stay at zero with your anxiety, right? Yeah, you're not, or maybe less, it's, but you're not yeah. carrying around. 60% anxiety like somebody who who just spends time smoking cigarettes, watching TV, doesn't feel good about themselves, yeah. doesn't like their job, all those things. 
Now you're walking around with your anxiety bar halfway full. And now, oh shit, this dude pulls out. And now I'm going to go all the way to he almost killed me. Yep. Um, my anxiety's at 100%. Fuck that guy. Yeah. Screw you, middle finger. I want to fight you right now, bro. Yeah. And instead, you started at zero. Mm-hmm. He might have bumped you up to 10% anxiety. Right. But you having the control, the confidence, yeah. being the bigger person, you stifled that anxiety right from the start. Yeah. You squashed that, mm-hmm. right? And then, wow, bro, after that interaction, which could have been a tension-filled, anxiety-inducing situation, yeah. instead, it's you. Now you've overcome. You already got a W under your belt for the yeah. day, bro. Right. You just won that situation. Life yeah. threw you a challenge, mm-hmm. and you said, nah, life, I got this. Yeah. I have the calm and the control to to take this and it's not even let it affect my yeah. day at all. It That's tossed, a beautiful thing, bro. It tossed me and I was like, I used to be the best baseball player ever and I knocked the challenge knocked out. Knocked it out. Heart. Yeah. yeah. That's a life a challenge. A big detail too is he also flashed a gun. So I was like, I'm not trying to miss this. <laughs> That's no. what I always do anytime, yeah. anytime just somebody. just and hold it up. Yeah. I just, I point it sideways out the window like this yeah. and do a couple fake ones. Yeah. Just wow. so you know. Wow. Okay, so here's the thing, right? Just kidding. Scraping the inside. Is he? No, but uh, the inside of my... So I ate some kiwis. I've been eating good, you know? Like, I think it shows. You know, I've been looking a little lean and mean, right? So last night, I was like, you know what? My buddy wanted Arctic Circle. So I was like, all right, I'll go by Arctic Circle, right? He wants the meal. He wants uh, the number six with a medium French fries, right? Okay. I don't even know what it is. I just know that's what he always orders. So with that comes a drink, okay? And he goes, I don't want to drink. You're good. Get whatever. And I'm like, I don't want to drink soda. But I went there and I was like, a small milkshake looks pretty good, right? Yeah. So I treated myself. Work hard, play hard, sure. I was like, I'm going to have a small milkshake, which is already way too big. Of course. Like the small milkshake is like bigger than this coffee mug. Yeah. It's it's enormous. Yeah. And it's just like. Anywhere else in the world, that's like an extra large, Yeah, that's not one serving size. Like that's not one serving of whatever milkshake is. Two and a half, probably. Dairy Queen has it right. They have the mini. So you can have just like a little, it's like, it's like, but I don't know, 10 bites tops, right? And that's fine. But I still not, I don't get those all the time. So anyhow, I have this milkshake and I had ate a salad before that. So everything else was good up to that point. I ate some like protein bars, just was kind of like grazing during the day at work. Okay. Ate a salad as my dinner. And uh, so I was like, okay, whatever. I'll just have this milkshake. It's 730 this will be like the last thing that I kind of eat or whatever. I still snack a little afterwards. Anyhow, who cares? But so I uh, eat it and it's like immediately I was like, oh no, like I haven't had this much sugar and dairy in my (laughs) body for a a while now. Right. And dude, the, I, the fury, (laughs) that came firing out of my body. It was just like, it was, it was biblical. Yeah. It's probably pretty clear after a long, healthy run of eating healthy and clean and drinking lots of water. Anytime you put that shit in your body, man, your body rejects it badly. Yeah. Like, like here's how badly it rejected it. Right. I went to the restroom and it was just like, it just was, it was awful. Right. Right. And then I went back to sit down out in the shop and then I went back and I couldn't believe the amount. Wow. Double header. I mean, you're not kidding. 
Yeah. You know what else uh, bugs me about Arctic Circle besides their poop-inducing milkshakes? Yeah. The fact that they have a tip jar on the drive-thru. And it says, feeling tipsy. Feeling tipsy. No, I don't, because this is a fast food drive-thru. Dude, I'm getting a milkshake. Yeah. Do I owe you a dollar? Yeah. No, No. I don't. I'm not feeling tipsy. But I will tip. That's interesting. I'll throw the change at them. But let me tell you, every time I do it, yeah, I throw it past the tip jar. With disdain? Yeah. Tipsy this. Uh, I just think it's, I don't know. It's just, it's so, uh, it's like you expect it. You know, like yeah, I get it. It's not feeling it. tipsy. No, yeah. you're putting me on the spot now, right. and it's like, yeah, dude, another one. Dutch Brothers, uh, the, <laughs> back when they were not taking cash, right? Because yeah. germs. So then, before they, you have to run your card, mm-hmm. and then they go, "Would you, Would like, you to like to tip it? anything?" Yeah. yeah, and it's a screen, and it's right. like, it's like one dollar, two dollars, five. It's some bullshit. And it's a, it, it, yeah, and then there's like a little no in the corner. It's like yeah. I'm trying to look for this no. Like I'm not gonna hit this. Fi- the five dollar button is like extra big. Yeah. It's like no, you guys, you guys suck. I'm man. like, all right, fucking take two, take two, <laughs> and shove it. I only, I only drink there every. I very rarely. It's been months and months, but yeah, yeah I'll be like, here's your fucking two dollars. Now I'll take my chai tea or whatever I'm trying to drink. Yeah. Yeah, I just think it's funny. Like, I don't know, you know. The, I'm, I'm not a big fan of uh, fast food employees making fifteen dollars an hour. Dude, yeah, I. You know what? Uh, Arctic Circle. Uh, this wait, this is funny. The little one listens to the podcast. With oh, good. Mom. Yeah, so she calls it Barnick Circle. Okay, it's just funny. We're like Arctic, and she's like Barnick, and we're like it's Barnick. Circle Barnick Circle is better. It's yeah, funny, but uh, so. Oh, hell, where is I even going with this? I just loved it. I can't believe that I just thought of her saying it. It was cute, and it just dominated my brain. Oh, that yeah. was the story? Yeah, that wasn't it. But, uh, yeah, I don't even remember it. That's nuts. Whoa. Dude, that's bananas. Well, we got two minutes left, and you spaced <laughs> the I, last story. Flopped. Way to flop the wrap up there, bro. I can't. I was going to bring it home, too. It's going to be about baseball. Oh, God. It wasn't. It wasn't. Arctic Circle. Okay. Arctic Circle. The little one. $15 an hour. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, my God. You're the man. Yeah. Okay. They're hiring right now at $18 an hour plus tips. Unbelievable. You know that's you know that that's seasonal, but still, dude. Unbelievable. Like that's like as much as a medical assistant makes, dude. That's more than than people that work for the fire department and the ambulance are pulling yeah. in. Yeah. Can you imagine to pay somebody less than what they make at Arctic Circle to 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 keep you alive? Yeah. To pump your heart and blow into your lungs for right. forty five minutes yeah. until you can make it to the hospital. That person doesn't make as much money as the girl making me a, a poop inducing milkshake yeah. dude that's some bullshit yeah you know i just we're everything's crazy right now man. i feel like i have the customer service though i feel like i have the skills to be like welcome to arctic circle and i'd make it nice not I, over the top there's a dude that worked at taco bell here in town way too over the top he's like hey welcome to taco bell what do you want <laughs> And he would ask you way too many questions. It was always really annoying, and it was overwhelming to go there. Yeah. Uh, this was back in my uh, depressing days, <laughs> clearly. Yeah. I'm not trying to get Is there a correlation that. between Taco Bell and being depressed? Um, I hate to throw them under the bus. Yeah, but, but screw Arctic Circle, too. Yeah, dude, they all suck. <laughs> I, I don't think there's a good fast food around, man. No. I think the fast food lifestyle yeah. 
is a, a great example of the rest of the fast food mentality yep. that we have. It's That's, the binge watching TV lifestyle. Yep. It's the couch potato lifestyle. It's not motivated lifestyle. I want everything right now, yep. and I don't care if it's good or bad. I want it, and, and screw the consequences. Because yep. you won't even just go through the process of buying a $3 bag salad, mix it up, eating that, and nourishing your body. You could spend $20 at the grocery store and buy five meals. Yep. And or spend twenty dollars at fast food and get two. Yep. Man, we're confused, Gabe. Yeah. Fuck, hate fast food. All right. All right. Ten hours deep with That's the Nathan it. and Gabe show. All right, friends. Bye bye.